<laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for tuning in. So happy I am you here. <laughs> Shut up. My name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host, and uh, we have a great episode for you this week. You guys all sent in emails to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. You know my whole spiel. I hope you're all having a great week so far. I hope you had a great weekend. I'm actually recording this. I usually record on Sundays, but I'm recording on a Friday. So it's funky fresh Friday. I'm leaving for Atlanta and uh, Nashville tomorrow. So I'm going to be gone on Sunday. So I said, you know what? Let's just get it done. Cause I don't want to bring all, all my freaking equipment on the gosh darn airplane. Because I brought a microphone on the airplane once they acted like uh, they were like, what is this? I was like, huh? What is this? I'm like, it's a microphone. <laughs> Have you never seen one before? You absolute freak. TSA loves to play with me. I don't know why, but they're always, they never think I'm funny. They never, like, they always pull me to the side. They always yell at me for some shit. Even when I went to a concert a couple weeks ago, we were going through the metal detectors and the guy's like, uh, what is this? It was like my, my Miley, which is my e-cig. I go, it's an e-cigarette. And he go, because also it's like, you haven't seen 400 of these tonight. You know, he goes, I'm gonna have to confiscate this. I go, what dude? He's like, yeah, you can't have them in the thing. I go, okay, I won't smoke it. He's like, no, I need, I, I need to take it. I'm going to need to take that. Meanwhile, I had three other ones in my purse and my friend brought in like two of her own. And then we were at the show and people were smoking freaking marijuana. I was like, I'm going to call the police. <laughs> that really pissed me off. I'm like, people are ripping blunts in here. You let them take that in. Somebody was sleeping over there in the metal detectors. But anywho, you guys, hi, I'm sorry for just ranting about that. I, I had a lot of coffee. I also, uh, you know what else I had? You know what else I had that I actually, actually fucking hate? I went to go get um, some stuff this morning at the butcher because my friend's watching my cat. So I'm going to make her food and leave it in my fridge so she could eat like, you know, she could eat. And um so I was at the butcher and I'm like, oh, they have ginger shots, right? Thinking I'm this like, for some reason, I was acting like I was in California. And when I tell you, I took the ginger shot and was like, first of all, this costs $8. Are you fucking insane? That's number one. Number two, I've never, I'd rather eat actual farts. Like I would rather somebody fart in my face than have a ginger shot ever again. I'm so fucking done with this like, oh, it's a ginger shot. It's gonna, what is it even gonna do? It's too much ginger. It's an overwhelming amount of ginger. Like I, I'm all set. I've never had that much ginger in my life, however much they put in that damn shot. I'm like, this was good. This was good enough for, to last me the rest of my life. Thank you. You guys know how I feel about certain things. Ginger shots are on the list now after Greek yogurt, and fucking fancy peanut butter. Greek yogurt, why does it have to be Greek? It tastes like cream cheese. I'll use Greek yogurt for other shit, like if I'm making salad dressing or like something that literally would have sour cream, like anything that would have sour cream. 
you could use Greek yogurt instead. But I'm not trying to eat yogurt that's sour. Crazy you guys are for eating that. And then the fancy peanut butters, they're like, hi, this is $14 and it's half, for some reason half liquid and you have to mix it yourself and it doesn't taste good. So enjoy that. Take out a loan. I want the Jiffy. I want the Jiffy or the, no, no, not Jiffy. Is it Jiffy or is it Skippy? I like both of them. Anywho. <laughs> Hi, you guys. Should I, should I pause recording and, and start this entire episode over again? Because that's just some shit. I, that's some shit you say to yourself in the shower. Everything I just said, could I could have just left it for when I take a shower. But we're all friends here. We're all friends. I met a few of you at some shows this, uh, this week, which was nice. You know, I love my girlies. It's so funny because the guy comedians go, two different ones this week came up to me and they go, I was wondering why there were so many beautiful women here. And then I realized that you were on the show. One of the, <laughs> which one of you did this? One of the comics started flirting with uh, <laughs> one of the girlies that was going into the audience when, like before I had gotten there, before the show started, the host of the, one of the shows. And he was flirting with her and she goes, oh, I'm here for Carly. Do you know Carly? <laughs> He's like, I really thought I was like doing something there. I said, no. I said, my girlies, no, to stay away from comedians. I'm like, which one of you did that? But I appreciate it, you guys. Uh, I'm running a set for, I, I can speak about it now. I'm running a set for a Netflix special called Pete Davidson and Best Friends that we're filming out in LA on uh, April 29th at the Netflix festival. The shows are all sold out. There's two of them. I'm hoping they're going to add more, but I don't think so because it's a taping. So um, I think it's a lot of production probably goes into it and it might cost them too much money to, to, you know, have another one. But, um, for those of you that are going, I know a handful of you are, I'm very excited to see you. It's going to be me, Pete, Julio Gallerati, um, Jordan rock, Dave Cyrus, uh, Derek Gaines and Nico white, who has been on the podcast before. So, I'm really excited about it, you guys. But any uh, anyway, I'm I'm running this set a million times before I do the Netflix thing. So if you come out to a show and you're like, I've seen the stroke ready, it's like I'm I'm just running a set. I can't help it. Can't help it. You girl can't help it. Um okay, so let's get into these emails. Again, you guys can send in emails to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com and Let's get into it. So this one says, do I move back to New Jersey? Now, this does have a body of the email. I'm just going to go ahead and say no, but I am going to read it. So it says, hi, Carly and the cat gang, longtime fan. You make my dreaded commute so much nicer. I'm writing in because I'm facing a dilemma that has affected me the past several years, and I'm wondering what to do. I was born and raised in New Jersey, and I met my boyfriend 
my boyfriend there. Um, we moved to Southern California in 2017, where my sister is also living. We don't have any other family except for my sister and her kids. We miss New Jersey profoundly, mainly because our network of friends and family, but we're enjoying the West Coast. Ever since I moved here, I struggled with whether or not I'd move back. I hate the winters, but I can't help but feel like I'm missing out on my other niece and nephew's life, missing their milestones. I also have my best friend there, and let me tell you, it's difficult making sustainable friendships in SoCal. At least that's been my experience. Fast forward to 2022, my boyfriend and I are thinking about kids in the next five years. I don't know if we'll be able to swing it without the extra help. We know for a fact that his parents and my parents would help out significantly. My sister who lives here on the West Coast is adamant about staying here or somewhere around the West in general. She has a son, my nephew, who is incredibly close with and another baby on the way. Aww. I'm so, so torn. Like for the past five years, this has been on my mind. I love it here in Southern California, but it's also not practical long-term. Flights are expensive, time-consuming, uh, and exhausting. We currently have our, I'm sorry, we currently, we currently see our family back East one or two times a year. I get super sad around the holidays because I don't even go home. Flights are usually around $700 per person. I know people regularly move around and I've played around with the idea of moving just anywhere on the East coast, like North Carolina or Virginia or something. I just want to be close with my sister here, but the majority of our network is in New Jersey. I also really can't handle the cold. Do you have any advice or suggestions? I know a lot of other people are having similar situations. Thanks for always making me laugh. Oh, well, no problem. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. So uh, this is definitely, I can understand where you're coming from. And I've also kind of been on the other end of this where it's like, I wonder, will I ever move to California from New York? Um, obviously I was born and raised here. My whole family's here. All my friends, not all of my friends. I have some friends in California, but, uh, a bunch of my friends are here and I don't know that I would be able to do it. I think people who move across the country are so incredibly brave and everyone I do know that's from New York that moved there loves it. So I think I would just, it would just be like taking that leap for me, but I, I kind of go back and forth. I'm like, should I just move to California for a few years and then come back and blah, blah, blah. And to me in this situation, it feels like you have your heart set on going back to New Jersey or going back to the East coast. Um, when that may be, if you want to give it another year and then go or two years, don't put pressure on yourself. But if you are capable of, you know, switching, I don't know what you do for a living, but if it, will be easy for you to move. Um, it sounds to me like that's what your heart is telling you to do. And I think you should follow your heart also to build up on your future. You don't want to say you guys get pregnant and you're about to have a baby in a few months and then you have to move from California to New York. It's just like, that seems a lot more messy. So don't rush yourself, but I would say do it before you guys start trying to have a kid. Um, because I, I also don't know what I would do if I had a kid and I wasn't around my, um, family, whether they like it or not, they would be full time. They would be, they would have to, they would have to help your girly out. You know, that's what family's for. Uh, and thank God for them. But I think you could move back to the East coast in a year or so, um, 
because even though you like it over there, it really, um, to me, it feels like the whole time you've been there, you've been wondering, should I move back? And that, that in and of itself to me is your answer. I think you should move back. Cause I think you want to, but I don't know. I'm not in your head. I can't tell you what to do. Um, keep us posted on that. So this one says she ruined target for me. Uh, Hey, Queen Carly and the Angel Babies, Robert and Stanley. I'm so entertained with the podcast. It keeps me going during my boring day at work. Oh, well, thank you so much. I need to tell you my story because I've been following you since a girl code days and I feel like we're besties now. I've been divorced for two years and thought it was the end of the world for me. My ex-husband cheated on me with my best friend. Oh my God, this is so juicy. No, no. Oh my God. Okay. My ex-husband cheated on me with my best friend who was also the maid of freaking honor at my wedding. Oh my God, I'll kill her. I thought I would never survive getting divorced, but I moved into my own place on my own and I have a job that I love and I go into I'm sorry, university for psychology. Oh, congratulations. I feel like everything's coming up for me. I also met an absolute angel of a man and I'm crazy about him. Yay. Okay. That's what we love to see. Well, at my brand new job, I work in an office building across the street from a Target, which I was very happy about. I go there just to walk around on my break, LOL. Well, one day, guess who the fuck I see there? No. Oh my God. My ex-best friend who slept with my ex-husband. She works there and was stocking a shelf. He is, oh, oh, sorry. Here is the part where I need advice. I know that I need to move on and be happy with all of my accomplishments, but this evil witch, um, but I need this evil witch to know that I'm doing better than she is. I know that's a bad way of looking at this, but I want her to know that I'm living on my own with a good paying job and going to school for my master's while she is doing nothing with her life. The logical part of my brain tells me to let it go and just not go into target anymore. But I think I am most upset that she ruined my sanctuary target for me. Um, and then she has a, she, Okay, wait, it says PS. I have a wire men as well. And I'm sorry if anyone listening does this, but why do they insist on leaving every cabinet open when they already have everything they need? Close the damn cabinet, lol. No, a hundred percent men do that. Um, well, here's the thing. I am dying to know. I can't believe you didn't include in this email if they're still together or what happened. I would almost guarantee you that they're not, right? Um, what did you do when you saw her? Like, I need the whole spiel, but I will say, um, it's a, it's a tough situation because I feel like the more you listen and I get why you hate her and me and all the girlies hate her too. Like we all, we all hate her and we all will go to that target and ask for price checks on things. And I'll steal from there. I don't care at this point. I will go to jail for one of you. But, you know, I, I think that you still, of course, naturally, as I would, uh, have a lot of resentment and hatred towards her, which is something that I do think, like, I feel like disliking someone so much, even though it's so hard, especially somebody like this, that absolutely betrayed you, um, and lost your trust and you loved her and you loved him and it's a whole freaking mess. But to me, if you want to suffer, go ahead and hate someone. You know what I'm saying? The best thing you're doing is what you're doing, which is living your best life. Otherwise, you know, 
if you constantly are like still thinking about it and which again, I, it's so hard because I would be doing the same thing. You know, it's so much easier said than done. It takes like real work to get past something and, and time too. Let me see. Okay. So this happened two years ago, it says, but you know, disliking people only hurts us. You just go ahead and live your best life with your good job and your sexy man and, and, and your degree. She knows what the fuck you're up to. Girl, she knows what she knows what the fuck you're up to. She lurks on your Instagram. She lurks on your Facebook and whatever other social media that you have. She's watching you because of course she is. You think she's just going on about her life? She knows the situation. She knows that you're a girl boss. You're a freaking girl boss. So, but I will also say I working at Target is like my dream job. And even when I was young, I was like, I want to work here. I can't hate on people that work at Target. I just can't do it. It's the greatest place on earth. Fuck Disneyland. I love it there. I would love to work there. I'm not being sarcastic. I would probably like, there's certain places I think I wouldn't like to work because it's like, like I very occasionally will eat McDonald's, even though I love McDonald's, I would never want to work there just because I think that I would get sick of the food. Like I wouldn't want to work somewhere where it would ruin that thing for me. I don't know if Target would ruin it for me. I think working there would just make me love it more, but I would be very much in debt if I worked at Target because I would be buying all the merchandise. I would be buying all the freaking merchandise because why does Target have everything and why do I want to go right now? Bye guys. All right, that was this was a great episode. I'm going to Target. No, I'm kidding. I wish I had a good one here. I told you guys I had to get my booster shot at Target. That was weird. I was like, is this even a real they were like there's a pharmacy in this Target in the Target in downtown Brooklyn by the Barclays Center. I'm like, what? So I go to the pharmacy, the guys wearing like like vans and he's dressed way too fucking casual. He was dressed like almost emo night. And I sit down he's like, Oh God, I've been doing these all day. I'm like, okay, this is literally like, they told me to come here. They assigned me here. But anyway, when I was on my way out the door, I spent $175 because I just love target so much. But uh, she knows what she knows what you're up to. She knows what's going on. And and uh, she's got to live with that. Not you. You don't have to carry the burden of, of her mistakes and his mistakes. You just keep on going with your life. They spared you. I know it was painful and, and I'm sure it still is, but uh, they spared you. Okay, you guys, just a quick word from this week's sponsors. Secret Keepers is so happy to be sponsored by Nutrafol. 30 million women experience weakened or thinning hair, but thousands of women have taken control of their hair with Nutrafol. <laughs> Shut up. Improve your hair growth with less shedding. Through all stages of life, you will begin to experience thicker, stronger, stronger, 
full faster growing hair in the next three to six months you guys know i love neutrophil i use neutrophil it makes my hair thick and luscious and shiny and i think it's growing really fast neutrophil is physician formulated to be 100 drug free only natural clinically effective botanicals are in there it works by targeting the five root causes of thinning which is stress hormones environment nutrition and your metabolism when you subscribe you'll receive monthly deliveries so you never miss a dose you can grow thicker stronger healthier hair and support the show by going to Nutrafol.com and use promo code SECRET. New customers get $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer available anywhere and only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, get free shipping on every order. So take $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code SECRET. Stand up for your strands and get Nutrafol. And we also have our babies, my, my shining star over at OC. If you're still using skincare products with ingredients that you have to Google, it is time for a change. Osea gives you everything you want in skincare, clean vegan products that really work. I have been using the serum. I've been using the body butter and the cream. It is so nice. The dry oil is so nice. I really, really love this stuff. And it is like, to me, the epitome of luxurious. Um, Since 1996, Osea has been creating clean, vegan, and cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and for the planet. Not sure what to buy? You can grab one of their discovery sets and try multiple products at once. Their bestseller discovery set includes four of Osea's best-selling products for just $40. You get a cleanser, a serum, a moisturizer, and their amazing body oil. It's an incredible value, and it saves you over $20. You can find your new skincare favorites at oseamalibu.com and get special discount just for SKC listeners. Get 10% off your first order with promo code SECRET at oseamalibu.com. You get free samples with every order, and orders over $50 get free shipping. So you're going to want it all. Go to OSE. E-A-Malibu.com and use code secret. Um, okay, so this one says response to the vasectomy date. Okay, so I think this was a, a couple weeks ago. We, we spoke about this, but let's see. I wanted to add a little bit about the chica who wrote in a few weeks ago uh, about the red flag dating app guy that had a vasectomy. I don't have any children and I had a hysterectomy when I was 27. I'm 32 now. I find it really important to put on my profile that I don't want kids. I do this because I find more and more that dating in the in the 30s, guys are really at the stage of looking to settle down and have children. Now, I'm going to stop you right there. Where the fuck are these guys? If you're finding a bunch of guys that are ready to settle down and have children, send them my way. Not that I'm trying to have their babies or anything. But yeah, the the guy, (laughs) the last two guys I went out with, they were ready for a relationship because they were currently in them. And, And they decided to tell me that while we were one of them while we were on the date and the other one afterwards. So yeah, they're, they're, they were ready for a relationship two years ago when they got into the relationship that they're currently in. (laughs) No, I'm about done. I'm done with them. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Here we go. 
they're ready to settle down and have children, which I obviously cannot do. I've had multiple matches ask me if I was serious about not wanting kids. When I explain about my hysterectomy, hysterectomy, they're nice. They say they appreciate my honesty, but they're serious about having children and they go on their merry way. No harm, no foul. But I also get a lot of matches that tell me they're stoked that I don't want kids because they don't either. And I appreciate that because then I don't have to have that awkward third or whatever the fuck date where I explain something that big. I do understand what you were saying about putting an absurd amount of info in a profile for complete strangers, as I wouldn't walk up to a guy at a bar and blurt that out, but I don't have a uterus and I vote libertarian, but (laughs) no, I'm sorry. I read that wrong. You guys, I do this all the time where the most important word, I switch it. I switch it and I can't help it. And I'm sorry. And I always try and focus, but I do the best that I can with reading. So, okay. She wouldn't walk up to a guy at a bar and blurt out that she doesn't have a uterus and that she doesn't vote libertarian. Okay. So I flipped that word. I'm sorry. Uh, but I also don't want to waste anyone's time. Just like the girl who wrote in saying she wasn't sure if she should go on the date because of his vasectomy, since it's something she's serious about finding for her future. Um, that's my hot take. Love you, girly. And then she adds a picture of her two cute little cats. They're very cute. Wait a minute. They're very cute. Okay. We got a kitten and then a grown up, grown up shots. We love that. Uh, well, thank you for, thank you for putting, um, you know, your perspective into it, all of these things, you guys, like I'm not a professional in any way. I just like share my opinion and my experience with things. And honestly, it just depends on your comfort. And I love hearing other people's point of view because, you know, the odds are that one of you out there has a similar situation, um, to any of the emails that we read. So I love that. And I do think, you know, I I definitely see where you're coming from too, where it's like, yeah, it is an important thing. And why go out on a few dates, fall in love with someone or really, really like someone and then have to tell them like, this is what I, this is where I'm at, you know? Um, Okay. This next one says, you'd think I'd be completely over it. Hi, I love you and the podcast so much. You've gotten me through some tough times. Oh, well, thank you. Um, And even being being able to finally be done with a toxic relationship. My question is, how do you overcome the loneliness? I feel so alone, even though I have friends and family, but no one truly has ever know, known who I am besides him. Aww. I feel stuck, even though I know those feelings will pass. I've just felt them for so long. It feels like it'll never end from a heartbroken girly who just wants to feel like a bad bitch who needs no man again. Uh, PS, you need to come back to San Diego, California. Uh, we love you out here. Of course I'll be, I I would love to go to San Diego. I'm sure next year, um, I'll pop by out there. Well, first of all, I'm sorry that you're going through a breakup. I mean, it sucks. It really is just that thing. Like it just sucks. There's no time limit that it's, it's like, you'll be over it by this time. There's always, especially if you were with someone for a long time and you really love them, maybe you guys live together. There's such a long amount of time where like everything reminds you of this person. The big, the small, the places, the people, so much reminds you of this person and you need to kind of 
like make new memories for yourself, right? Whether it's going out with your friends and all of that stuff, because it's like, I remember going through a devastating breakup and every single thing that happened reminded me of him. It was like tomatoes. Like, and I'm like, I can't fucking catch a goddamn break, you know? So there's no time limit. Everybody's different. Um, but these things do take time, unfortunately, um, to heal and they do heal. And in terms of loneliness, I, I get what you're saying because you're, you're grieving, you're grieving, um, a person that you were with, you're grieving what you thought your future was going to be. And it's very, very sad. So I get where you're coming from. Um, but you, you will overcome the loneliness. I think that the more time goes by, like the answer to this, unfortunately, is just you, time will go by and it'll, it'll get easier and you won't feel as lonely. Um, it's weird because I, I was talking to one of my friends about this the other day. She just got out of her long relationship and she was like, I feel like, like she's, she feels like she has to, for the first time ever, she's on her own. And it, that's such an interesting perspective, right? Because she's a grown woman. She's been growing, you know, living out of her parents' house forever already. And she was with this guy for such a long time. She's like, I feel like every single thing is different. Making coffee in the morning, making your bed in the morning, coming home from work, like all of these little nuances that are in every relationship. Um, you kind of have to like relearn your life you know, but she's also really happy. She has her own space. Um, but it's just something that it, it's so hard to like, when you're going through a breakup, it's like you go through all of it and then you're feeling good. You're feeling like, Oh, I I'm over it. I feel great. I'm the shit, blah, blah, blah. And then something happens and you just, you're, you're not over it. Something happens that triggers you, whether it's a memory or a song or something so small, um, and it triggers you and it all kind of comes back. So it does take time. Um, but you know, you'll, you'll be better off in the end. Of course, don't start doing the breakup thing where like always, when you get out of a relationship, you're like, it was all my fault. Like at first you're so sure. And then you start going, it's, it was all my fault. Maybe I should have been nicer. Maybe I should have done this different. Um, maybe we should get back together and then you get back together and then it doesn't work again. And it's a whole, it's a whole thing. So to me, I understand, I, I, you know, I, unfortunately, I wish there was something I could say other than you'll be okay. You just got to give it, you got to give it some time. Um, my mom said something the other day and it really like, she really came out here. I don't know if she heard it somewhere or whatever, but she said it to me. She said, it's not about finding the perfect person. It's about not settling for the wrong person. And I really do. I mean, I was like, ma, where the fuck did you hear that? Cause it's so true. I'm like, what the hell do you know about dating? You've been with the same guy for 45 years, get a freaking life. But you'll be okay. You'll be okay. That I can promise you. Um, 
All right, let's get to this next one. This one says, uh-oh, firefighter hinge fail. Hey, girly, my sister and I are huge fans of the potty. We love you to pieces. Oh, well, thank you. I love you guys too. So I'm 33 uh, recently and happily divorced. I've been trying to get back in the dating scene in my small hometown. I'm very ready to date, but as we all know, meeting new people isn't super easy. About two weeks ago, I decided to fire up a Hinge account uh, just to put some feelers out there and see what the pool looks like. I've had a little bit of play, but not the connections. Uh, but a lot of the connections have been a bust or fizzled out until now uh, when I once again was reminded of how embarrassing the male species can be. Oh God. I match with a firefighter. Okay. We can get behind that. Uh, who was a little older and suggested a coffee and donut date. See now I'm going to stop you right there. I don't know what this email says, but can I predict what's going to happen? Because anytime someone wants to hang out in the daytime. Okay. If he's, if, if you, you're going on a first date and a guy wants to go get coffee in the morning, he wants to eat breakfast with you, or he wants to go get donuts. In the morning, he's married. <laughs> married men have a very short window, okay? They don't tell you that in the beginning. I'm going I'm to just guess it. Just based on experience, hanging out in the morning is a fucking red flag. I want it to be so dark out outside. I don't even wanna, I, I want to, I would need a flashlight to see you. That's how dark I want it to be outside. I don't want to just hang out with you during the day. I don't even want the street lights on. Okay. So she says, I would much rather be drinking on a first date, but you know, new year, new me. We made a plan, set the date and time. And sure enough, I get a text from him the day before, which reads, good morning. I have some bad news. I'm sure you picked up that I'm a firefighter from my profile. This morning, I was offered overtime for tomorrow during the day. <laughs> oh God, wait, this, this fucking text message is already way too long. I accepted the overtime, so I won't be able to make our donut date. AM overtime is from 0700 to 1700. <laughs> Not him using fucking military time. Is there a day next week that we could possibly reschedule? Truly sorry, but I can't pass up the money. Girl, army time? <laughs> she says, girl, army time? Are we fucking serious? Clearly my response was, what time is that? What time is that? Oh, wow. So you have to work for the whole year? <laughs> Just kidding. I know the time, but come the fuck on army time. I don't know what time 1700 hours is. Okay. Needless to say, it's tough out here on the streets. The dating app are the dating apps are a move. We'll see. Thank you for being amazing. A light in dark times. Oh, well, thank you so much. And just a great girly with a great potty. Kiss the kittens right on the left for me and continue being the baddest supermodel that ever existed. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And I will hug and kiss my babies for you. It breaks my heart when I have to go on the road. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm going to miss my babies when I go there. Okay. Um, this one says subtle cringe. Uh, hi, Carly. Love you. And I've been listening to the pod since day one. Uh, one day I might have more to share, but today I just have this suitcases are embarrassing <laughs> in any other setting than an airport context. I'm at Marshall's and I pass by the suitcase section. I'm in need. <laughs> I'm in need of a new one for my post panini travels. So I go, 
So I find a good option and I'm heading to the checkout with an empty ass suitcase. And I just feel embarrassed, like never been in line with a suitcase until anywhere other than the airport. Not the worst type of cringe by any means, but definitely a subtle one for sure. A thousand percent. Girl, that is so fucking funny. Picturing, <laughs> picturing, <laughs> picturing you walking around <laughs> Marshalls with a, with a fucking luggage. <laughs> no, because if I saw that, I would, I would be hooting and hollering. I would be like, that is so embarrassing for that girl. I hope you got out of there quick. I hope you <laughs> went straight to the register. You rolled that baby straight to the register. <laughs> I would honestly be so embarrassed that I would probably carry it with like my, my hands and just like carry it like a baby because I'm not rolling that. I'm not rolling that bitch around. (laughs) No fucking way. I've done it before. And it really, really is humiliating. Um, also, you know, like sometimes, uh, you, have hours to get to the airport before your flight, but you still have to check out of your hotel in the morning. So you have like hours that you're just walking around somewhere with a luggage or you have to, oh my God, humiliating, bring a luggage into a restaurant and chill there for hours. That's horrific. Luggage is too big to be just rolling around. Um, That's a really funny one. That's so true. It's so damn true. Okay. Um, this one says cats and moving out, uh, girly, I'm planning to move out of my parents' house and I need your advice at this point. Uh, what I worry about most is my family's cats and which ones I should bring with me. LOL. Not the only thing I worry about, but I do think about it a lot to start. Here's who we're working with. Here's the cat profiles. (laughs) Okay. Sammy, a cow, but also if you look at him from the back, he's a raccoon. Hobbies include sitting on paper and drinking from glass cups. Finds change unacceptable and is my parents' loaf. Aw, I would probably leave him at home. Um, Moomin, a little house part, a little house panther and a piece of burnt toast, but he's also a beefalo buddy and escaped from the slaughterhouse in 2021. Oh my God. And was on the lamb for a year. Hates everyone but me. He's chosen his chosen human. So he's coming with me. Rue is my son. He's a seal, but also an uncooked shrimp and or a little bat boy. Okay. I know exactly. I can imagine what he looks like. Uh, my sweet little chunk who controls me with his eyes. He has a very packed schedule and at least a dozen offices in the house. Okay. So he is a full-time baker. Uh, the problem, the thing is, I don't know if I should leave Rue with my parents or bring him with me. If I bring him, I would worry that moving into to a smaller apartment where he would probably have less space and windows for his busy lifestyle. He also is friends with Sammy, who I would feel bad separating them, leaving Sam Bam alone. Uh, one of the, on the more selfish side, I did raise him. I walk him when he asks, catch his ass when he escapes and play and snuggle with him. Um, and his very vocal insistence. My parents do love and care for them, but he's my son. And the thought of him not coming with me and blocking my airways when I sleep makes me so freaking sad. The question is at the end of the day, I don't want to traumatize them or make their lives worse. And for my own personal growth, I need to move out. This is a long ass email about cats. Ha ha. But I don't really know what is best. What would you do? Kiss right in the lips. Um, Oh, it's so sad to separate them. You know, I would I think I would start off 
just because cats are so cats are so um crazy about their space I know people do bring their cats to travel with them and in the car and to the park and all of that stuff but um when I move from here, my cats are going to lose their goddamn minds, especially Robert. I don't know. I might, I might have to just leave Robert in this apartment because I can't even imagine getting him into a car to take him somewhere else. Um, they are really set in their ways. You know all about them. So I would probably take the one that you feel you're definitely taking Moomin, right? And see how he adjusts. See if you feel... Um, you know, if he's okay when you move, if you feel like you want to take Rue too, but I do feel bad that, um, I, I would feel bad you separating Sammy and Rue because they're best friends, you said. So I would probably just take, um, the one moment and see how you feel. And then you see the other little cuties when you go home to visit, right? Um, let's see if this one has a fuck, Mary kill. Okay. So the fuck, Mary kill we got is actually very, it's very hot and sexy. So Let's get to that. So it says firefighter, garbage man, and carpenter. This is from the girl that that uh, was talking to the firefighter. So I think I'm going to marry a carpenter because they can really do everything and they're good with building shit and like the math of everything. And quite frankly, I'm about done doing anything. Yeah, I'm not doing it. So carpenter for sure, because he could like build you a whole new damn house. He's like Bobby from Queer Eye. And then, um, okay. So then it's, are we fucking a firefighter? Or are we fucking a garbage man? I think I'm, I think I'm gonna, um, oh God, I don't want to kill either of them guys. This is really hard. You know, I think I would fuck the garbage man and kill the firefighter. And don't ask me why, because I don't know. It's, it's really just, it's the, I, I just have to kill one of them. I, and I don't want to, um, but I think the garbage man would be, it would at least be a story that I could tell you guys, you know, I think they're more rare, you know, uh, to me, a garbage man is kind of an exotic bird. So you don't, you don't see those every day. They only come around on, (laughs) they only come around on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, you know, you don't see those every day, but, um, all right. Well, I love you guys. Thank you for listening to me babble on. I hope I made some type of sense this episode. I'm just giggling. I had too much coffee, but I love you guys. And I hope you have a great week. You can send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.